So are there any details you can give us on the new trails that are coming to Horseshoe? Um, yeah, the, the new one, um, it's going to be more of like a... Let's go! Hello everybody, Sebastian here, and welcome back to a brand new episode of Biker Talk. Today I'm joined with Alex as always. Hey Alex. Hello. So today we are joined with Matt and Hannah from Horseshoe Bike Park. Uh, hello guys. There we go. Hey, how's it going guys? Not bad, how are you? I'm doing good. Hey guys, how's it going? Welcome to the podcast. Thanks for having we are us. We're glad to have no problem. Yeah. We're glad to have you guys on. It's going to be a good time. Yeah, yeah. So I guess I'll go first. Um, just to introduce you yourselves, like uh, who are you guys, and what do you guys do at Horseshoe? Um, Matt Konings, uh, the Parks and Events Manager uh, here at Horseshoe. Um, been here for five years now, and. Yeah, it's been a good ride, and you know everything's uh, evolving, and we're uh, super excited. Cool. Um, I'm Hannah Sims, so I'm the marketing coordinator at Horseshoe, um, and also kind of help out on the bike park event side of things. Uh, I've been there about a year and a half now, and uh, yeah, super excited for uh, all things bike this year. Very good. That's nice. Um, so, I mean, I guess if we're talking bike for this year, Blue Mountain's done, I guess, for this season. Mountain biking. Are you guys mm -hmm. planning on, like, expanding or adding a couple more trails or anything at the park to kind of take the load that Blue Mountain's had? Yeah, so we, we definitely are expanding um, this year. We um, are going to do some rerouting of some trails uh, on the existing standpoint. Um, we want to make sure that, you know, add more flow, everything to that. Um, on that other side of things, we're going to be adding for sure, hopefully uh, one to two new trails this year. We're going to see how the, we already have one routed out where the new trail is going to go. Um, the second one is just uh, planning stages at the moment. So. I'm uh, really trying to figure that out. Um, just snow's in the way at the moment. But other than that, we're, uh, yeah, it's going to be a good year. And then just progression, you know, we want to add in some other things. A um, little progression park, making sure we have some rollers and drops uh, for the kids to learn, especially in the, having the lessons in-house now. Um, and it's, yeah, it's going to be good. Yeah, so one of the common uh the, one of the few complaints I hear about Horseshoe when it comes from bikers is that you guys um, don't have a lot of like very difficult terrain compared to like when Blue Mountain uh, was open. Do you guys plan to try to add a bit more or a couple more trails that are uh, more difficult for those highest level riders that will be trying to come to Horseshoe? Um, we're going to try, uh, the, the main focus right now is, is, you know, adding flow progression fun here at the resort. Um, you know, we, we look at it as a, a fun family resort, another activity here. Mm -hmm. uh, we are all in on the biking side of things is definitely our main focus right now. Um, in the summertime, we really want to pro 
progress it. We want to make sure that everybody here is going to have a fun time. And, um, you know, it's definitely we're going to look at where we can add in the odds things here and there on the black trails to make them a little more difficult. But given the train, given the soil that we have here, it's a little bit more difficult to do that type of stuff um, where a lot of people normally would see like a shale rock sections and other forest areas. And, you know, that's where uh, blue really progressed on that side of things because of the clay over there and they had a lot of shale rock and stuff like that. But for us, it's a lot more of a sand dirt soil. And, you know, um, with that being said, you know, we're able to just do the things that we can do with the dirt that's given to us. So um, you guys are now hosting Sea Otter. How are you planning to, you know, like set that up and whatnot? Yeah, we are super excited to be hosting Sea Otter this year. Um, we've got such an awesome little cycling hub here in Horseshoe Valley in all areas between downhill, cross country, road, gravel. So I think it's going to be a really good fit for us. Um, for anyone that was there for the triple showdown race we had at the end of the season last year, we're going to be kind of incorporating that into sea otter. So we're still going to run our same like downhill race, dual slalom, uh, those events. So I think that's going to be a really cool environment. And then just continuing to expand on that expo because that's a super core part of sea otter is being able to bring different brands and people in the bike industry together to, you know, learn about what's coming, demo new bikes. Um, so we've got tons of space here at Horseshoe. So we're going to expand on that. And uh, yeah, no, we're super pumped to keep building on everything and, and have Sea Otter here. So what went into that decision uh, to have Sea Otter hosted there did you reach out to them or was it a thing after blue mountain closed that they were looking for a new host or how did that come to be yeah it's we've kind of been chatting with them for a little bit i think um they probably had a bit of a heads up that blue i mean they kind of kept pushing the decision back so um yeah we kind of just kept talking to see what the season was going to look like and then uh once there was the final word on Blue and they were looking for a new location, Horseshoe seemed like a really good fit um, with tons of awesome riding. And it's definitely kind of a, a small uh, venue, which I think will be really nice. Like everything's so close together um, that, yeah, they're, uh, we're all super excited to partner together this year. Yeah, that sounds very exciting uh, to do especially such a big event like Sea Otter. It's going to be nice to have it there. It's going to be good for Horseshoe in general. Um, for sure. So that being said, uh, given that Blue Mountain's gone and whatnot, and like last year, you could get some pretty busy days there. How are you guys going to, like, do you guys feel that the busy days are going to be even worse now? Um, no, I think, I think we're, uh, with the things that we've implemented into this year, um, one big thing was adding five additional carriers to the chairs. So instead of before it was, um, like ride or the bikes, rider, rider bikes. Now it's going to go bikes, rider, bikes, rider. So we've had the five mm. carriers so that's going to increase the uphill capacity there. And then we add the longer hours into the resort. So our um, spring and fall hours are going to be 10 to 7, and then summer is 10 to 8. Um, 
with that being said, we're going to definitely see it be spread out. The ridership's going to definitely spread out throughout the day, which is, you know, you're probably going to still see some longer lines, especially on weekends. But at the end of the day, we're going to definitely see a little bit shorter lines. We're going to see the ridership, different styles of riders coming throughout the day where you're going to have probably more so the family that are going to come throughout the day, um, like the morning to early afternoon. And then you might see the core guys come out afternoon, evening, you know, or the guys working in the shops. That's the other part that's amazing now is that, you know, people are able to come here after a good day or after work and be able to come ride. And I think that's going to be a very positive thing for us. I like that extra hours now because before it'd be like, oh, well, they're closing. And what the hours were three last year, right? Uh, Four? It was till five, but it died off usually around like four o'clock. But you know, when you're okay. yeah, like when you're sometimes to- I was a little too early. And like, if we like when we leave, we come sometimes leave around 10 ish to two hours, noon, and then there's not much riding because then to get home before dark and do that drive and whatnot, it's going to be nice though for the extra hours. Yeah, for sure. And like, you know, we, we looked at that as a, a positive thing. We know that, you know, you're trying to tell people from either coming up from the GTA area saying, okay, well, if you're coming from Oakville way, you got sometimes heavy traffic on weekends. So even if you left at nine o'clock in the morning, sometimes you're not getting here till later unless you take the 407 and, you know, doing that. But we want to make sure that riders are going to feel like they're welcomed here at the end of the day and be able to ride longer. Like, you know, be able to maybe sit down, have some dinner and then go back out and do some laps after. And then you head on your way home. It's, it's going to be positive, I think. <laughs> yeah. So you mentioned the five extra lift carries, which sounds like that's going to really help the uphill uh, capacity. But what are some other ways that you plan to deal with the larger crowds while also making sure that it's still going to be COVID safe? Um. So we're definitely going to look at is just, you know, the lift lines, um, making sure people are spread out distance. Um, in this winter, we, we even learned a lot more in terms of the COVID side of things on our lift lines and making sure everybody's spread out. Um, there might be the possibility where you might have to wear a mask at, at the same time, just so that we're able to have the three riders on a chair. But, you know, for to be able to wear a mask and make sure that riders are able to go up quicker and get more runs in the day it's you know it's going to be good mm-hmm. yeah, it'd definitely be worth instead of waiting a lot longer times to just throw a mask on and then that way you can just get up a lot quicker yeah that's exactly it um you know i know that the marketing girls they've definitely been pushing a lot of that for us and making sure that people are aware of it which is good and hannah can touch bases on that as well yeah i just another thing too on um just more offering with busier with more riders um we're also hoping to expand on our cross-country trails on the resort side um usually everyone's got to go over to the copeland which often you can end up getting just totally lost out there if you don't know it um but yeah we're gonna have some cross-country trails on our side and a bit better easier climb trail up to the top so if people do want to like see the lines long and they're like, Oh, you know, I don't mind climbing a lap. We've got that other option this year too, instead of the, that service road, which is so rough. <laughs> yeah, That's going to be a lot better. Cause there's, there's some guys that don't mind the climb, you know, they just put them in the top gear and they're gone. For sure. So on the marketing <laughs> side, how are you going to market horseshoe this year? 
they're gonna market it now as like <laughs> the whole like mountain bikers weekend thing yeah uh big question <laughs> um yeah no it's uh awesome that everything on the bike side is growing so much and we've been fairly lucky so far that it's you know people just by word of mouth are telling their friends about horseshoe and um it's just growing kind of naturally um but yeah i think definitely we've just been able to increase our offerings which helps so like Matt mentioned earlier, we're going to do um, lessons in-house this year, and we're bringing a bike camp to Horseshoe this summer. Um, so that gives lots of other things to touch on and just help bring like different people to Horseshoe. And and we've got stuff for all different levels, which is great. So um, you can kind of do it all. And that the camps are going to be really nice for the younger riders. I'm not sure if like mountain biking is something they want to Know, pursue or not so it's gonna be a good way to get them into the sport and whatnot yeah for sure for sure i actually yeah oh sorry go ahead <laughs> no i was just gonna say i actually started out mountain biking from the uh mountain bike camp at kelso the ways of the wood camp and that's how i started out so i think that now that you guys are offering that i think that's like super super cool uh because i know like that's a fantastic like top way to get kids into mountain biking and get the uh, next generation shredding (laughs) exactly we already see so many young little kids out there like even at our race series the u10 categories are just crushing it so giving them that controlled space to keep learning and growing is going to be super key so what are what are some like other details about uh the camp for the parents that are watching this or are interested like what are some of the um some what are some details that you can either of you guys can give about the camp and how it runs yeah so it's yeah (laughs) um we have had a horseshoe summer camp in the past um but this is the first year we're shifting it to be like completely bike focused so the majority of the day is going to be spent on the bike um kids are going to get a chance to do some learn skills on cross-country trails and on the downhill trails um there's going to be a mix of sort of like set instructional skill blocks and then opportunities to just hit the trails with the instructors and take all those skills to a trail environment and um, keep progressing in that way as well And then we also like we're kind of an adventure resort. So when you're not on the bike, there's like a wakeboarding cable, the lake for paddle boarding. Um, So they will get a couple chances to do some of those other fun things, too. It's actually cool that you're going to add in some of the other sport, uh, like things that you have to offer at the resort for the people there, just so they don't get completely tired. Because I know some younger children, when you start, you know, put them on a bike all day. Sometimes they'll get bored of it and tired of it. So it'd be cool to like incorporate the other exciting things. Yeah. That's yeah, for sure. Good. Go ahead, Matt. <laughs> no, I was going to say, yeah, no, it's, it's a good side of things. So, you know, especially with, you know, the restrictions of travels and everything. And, you know, with kids maybe might usually go to a different style of camp. They might go to the Woodwards and everything like that um, for them to come be able to do the mountain biking here it's just going to be another stage for them to learn and grow the sport, especially with, you know, we see a lot of the, 
the fathers that now have their kids that, you know, are pursuing biking, but, you know, um, when dad tries to teach them how to ride the bike, they want to ignore it. They want to learn from, you know, like somebody, uh, like an instructor or pro or stuff like that. And they'll learn from them. And this is going to be a good spot for them to grow with it. So that's going to be a day camp, right? From like morning to like early, late afternoon type of thing. Yeah. That's cool. That sounds awesome. Uh, what's the uh, age limit on that camp? I think Sebastian and I might want to sign up. Is there an age limit? It's uh, actually been pretty funny. We we have put an age limit. I think we got six to thirteen, um, but we've oh, had a category. lot of a lot of comments from the parents saying, "Oh, is there an adult version?" So we might have to work in an adult camp or something at some point. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, that'd be cool because there's a lot of people like, you know, uh, older people that just want to hop on the bike and learn the fundamentals and whatnot because they never, I guess, had a chance growing up doing it or whatnot. So it'd be cool to, you know, give them the, the roots and the basics of mountain biking. Yeah. Yeah, no, there there has been thoughts of maybe doing a um, like a, a, you know, adult one on a weekend or something, having a visiting pro. Um, you know, we've focused on doing the women's progression session with uh, Mini Adventures um, and Charlotte Batty. So, you know, that's that's been kind of growing here a little bit with the girls' um, side of things, just to get them more into the downhill side. Um, but, you know, we do see a lot of guys asking that question. And, you know, if we were able to, to focus maybe something on that and just seeing who who that pro would be coming out uh, for the weekend and marketing it. And, you know, it'd be, a, I think, a good step also in our bike park. Sure, yeah. So winding back to the beginning of 2020, when all this COVID stuff started up, everyone was shutting down, people were closing. Blue Mountain had announced that, like, oh, we're not opening this season or whatever people were mad but you guys stayed open so what went into that decision to keep the bike park open and to still try to make it work hannah me you um yeah i think we just kind of all spring like we still remained hopeful that we were going to be able to open um yeah i don't know if we necessarily had as much of like a set decision on open or close we're just sort of waiting for that green light from the government and regulations saying that we could open. So in-house, we were just all kind of preparing and brainstorming our own ways of how we would be able to open. And once we got that green light, we just took whatever guidelines they provided and uh, yeah, just our own brainstorming to, to make everything work as safely as possible. And then, yeah, we just kind of had to know how to keep adapting. So we opened and I think each weekend for the first little bit was a learning experience. And we just kind of kept making things work until we we hit a good point where we sort of dialed our daily operations. And uh, people were just so excited to be able to come out and ride, which I think gave us even more motivation to keep wanting to make it work and not have to shut down. Yeah, that's 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 incredible that like, you guys were able to adapt to the the situation that was going on and be able to run. Which I mean, last year seemed like a successful year, and we went. It was quite busy. Lots of people there. I I have a lot of friends that went a lot last year, and they said it was pretty busy. So it's good that you guys were still 
able to maintain the um, amount of people coming and riding day to day, especially in the middle and beginning of a pandemic. Yeah, no, it's definitely it. It was a challenge. Like we definitely saw the the advantage of it. You know, going just you know seeing uh, what a busy day was the year before from it being to, you know, a busy day was 50 riders to last year, a busy day was 120 riders. Like who would have thought, you know, but with the bike industry being booming last year and people just want to get out and do any type of riding, they're going to, they're going to go. So it was, uh, it's beneficial for sure for us to make that step and make the call to keep it going. And, uh, you know, here we are 2021. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, kind of crazy to have had our one of our best years during a pandemic, but uh, we're excited and going to keep rolling with it. Yeah, we're glad to see it. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Especially now that you guys are the only lift access, I have a feeling this year is going to be very, very good. Yeah, it, it's going to be another another good year, I think, for just being a lift access park for sure. Yeah. We we do know that there's other bike parks out there. People are going to definitely travel to the East Coast. They're going to go to Quebec. They're going to go, you know, maybe do the trips out west. But at the end of the day, um for in Ontario, we're we're excited. You know, we want to make sure that, you know, it's going to keep growing here and uh, you know, just keep the positive on what people do here at Horseshoe. So mm-hmm. Now that you guys are the only lift access bike park in Ontario, do you guys feel like a pressure now that you have the entire downhill Ontario mountain bike community, like all eyes are on you to see what you guys do? Do you feel a pressure about from that? Um, no, like, yeah, no, in terms of like, we know what the, we know what people want. We know they want to see the the bigger jumps they want to see drops like skinnies like you know all those tech stuff type of things but at the end of the day a lot of people don't realize that in in this business that it's like okay we we build bigger it doesn't help the youth they don't learn to grow to the sport we want to make sure that they're going to have fun they're going to be mm-hmm. enjoying this sport um you know um as myself as a rider for over you know it's like 25 years of riding um bikes it's you know you grow up you're going to build your stuff at like your local hill you know you're going you go to destinations for a reason to go have fun with your friends and be able to do that and we just want to make sure like when people can horseshoe they're going to have a fun time you know you can ride the the green trails as fast you know you're going to have a good time but you know people are there to learn on that but then you can progress on your blues and blacks here it's not going to be death gripping all the way through the trails and mm. at the end of the day you know that's that's the mindset we're kind of going with here it's just you know the progression of the sport and then when people go to travel other bike parks you know you're going to learn something uh, basically what I've done, you know, in other bike parks, like I, I'll show up and be like, see, oh, okay, like this is what they do here. It's a little bit different, and you know, but look at their train, look at their vertical, all, all that type of stuff. It's put it in all different ways. Yeah, and it's hard to get some of that like downhill sketchy stuff, especially in Ontario because we're relatively flat. Mm-hmm. But like at Horseshoe, I think you know, there's some spots at Horseshoe where it's at that level where it's like it's difficult that even like the best riders can still go and shred on and have fun. Yeah, definitely. Um, 
and you know we saw that last year we saw a, a huge amount of different styles of riders coming out you know we saw the true downhill guys coming with their full full suspension uh to even just the xc guys seeing guys from hardwood coming out and you know having a great time on their hardtails like you just see the different styles of riders coming here um and then you know even from me being you know realistically i grew up riding bmx and like that was my whole life and then it wasn't until all right about seven years ago i started riding a mountain bike but even the progression of me getting into a mountain bike it was a dirt jumper first riding downhill then i went to a slope bike and you know now i'm on a full suspension bike doing xc rides you know it's it's different and i learn even more and more each year of like okay like what are the riders wanting okay you know here's my vision but here's what everybody else's vision is well and we take that all into consideration of what we do here yeah this is a question for both of you what kind of riding do you guys like to do what type of riders are you and what do you ride (laughs) uh Hannah, you go first. <laughs> we start. <laughs> okay. Um, I started in an XC racing background. So I actually grew up like racing in the hardwood program. Um, and then I've kind of touched on a bit of everything, bit of road racing, bit of gravel, and uh, then a bit of downhill at Horseshoe uh, last summer. So I do a little bit of everything, probably cross-country mountain biking is my, my main focus. Um, what well, was there another question on that? Oh, what do you ride? Oh, um, like what? so my, I ride a Juliana Furtado is my kind of fun trail bike. And then I'm on a Santa Cruz Blur is going to be my XC more race bike. Very nice. Yeah. Um, me. Okay. So, uh, <laughs> I grew up, uh, riding BMX, um, I pretty much my whole life, um, you know, started off from, you know, building dirt jumps, starting BMX racing to park riding. Um, that's was pretty much everything up till, not until I guess my, until I was 27, I want to say. 27, 28 is when I started riding uh, mountain bikes and it was at, at Blue, you know, when I uh, started working on the trail crew there and helping um, on things there. And then, you know, to now it's uh ride a little bit of everything, you know, I'll go ride, do some XC rides. I'll do uh, and ride downhill. Um, so it's a little bit different. Uh, the bikes I ride um, is uh, for mountain biking. I ride my, uh, I have a James Hardline C3 um is what i started riding uh last year um and then uh yeah just i don't know if you care about the bmx side of things but on bmx side of things i ride uh a cult bikes so um i just built them all up and just do that so it's fun nice nice yeah bmxing is fun as well used to be into that but then you know i just fell for mountain biking hey I, I think I went for the opposite. <laughs> so, but I, I enjoy both of them very much. And, uh, you know, it's uh, definitely shown a broad style of riding to, to what I'm doing nowadays. So, mm-hmm. and as long as you're riding, you're having a good time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I have to ask about Horseshoe and, and its trail names. 
you got trail one, trail two, trail three. So I just got to ask, uh, just will those ever be changed to something possibly more creative, like an actual name on the, not to diss on trail one and trail two and trail three, <laughs> but I kind of am dissing on trail one and two and three. Um, yeah, I agree with that. Like when you got a name, hey, um, remember the trail some more. Yeah. So I, I agree with you guys on that. <laughs> Um, so when I started, uh, when I built going green, that was kind of the, uh, the start of trail names. So going green, little ripper started last year. Um, and then this winter we all were kind of talking about, we're like, okay, you know what? We're in year five now of, uh, downhill here at horseshoe. Let's, let's start naming the trail. So, um, we do have some things in mind. Um, but yeah, so trail names for sure, because, you know, at the end of the day, we, as riders, you go somewhere, you remember that trail name, not a number. You're not going to be like, oh, yeah, like, you're the guys at the top being like, let's go rip trail four. But, you know, putting into that makes it a little bit better. <laughs> well, I'm glad to hear you guys are um, working on that because um, as good as a trail is, you know, if you have a really good trail like you guys have there, you know, you got to have a good name to go along with that trail. For so. sure. And, it's a lot more uh, memorable. Yeah, definitely. And we're um, coming out soon. We're going to recruit some help potentially for naming. So keep an eye on the bike park Instagram and uh, we're going to put a thing out to get some inspiration from the riders for a couple of the trails. That's good. Keeping the community involved with that. It's uh, good. Keep it family friendly. That's all we say. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, obviously. I know some places got a little, you know, they're a little interesting on their naming. Possibly yeah. located in Toronto, but anyway, <laughs> um, yeah, there's a there's speaking on that. Yeah, there's a huge age range of um the people that ride at Horseshoe. I remember when we went when I went there for the first time, there would be um like you guys mentioned earlier, like the front of the line, you would have like these guys that are like full on race downhill pros to that, and behind them is like a four-year-old a four-year-old girl with her dad on this like tiny little bike just like how are you <laughs> like just riding here and it's it's so um it's cool that, that you guys have a community that just um can appeal to everyone so it'd be exciting to see that continue to grow yeah no the the age range is definitely a biggest thing um you know few years ago i'm gonna say i think it was like three years ago there was these um two little uh two little boys and you know I, they were on small like full suspension bikes and i went up and met them and you know i'm like asking how old they were um asking their dad and just you know he's like three and five and i was just like <laughs> i was blown away but like the, the kids were able to ride the trails like fine like you know they were had so much control and you know the, the kids now um versus like what let's say let's back it up probably like 10 years ago you know kids now are able to learn on a run bike then they go to a, like a 12 inch to a 14 to a 16 like the bikes and the balance that the kids have nowadays is a lot more progressive than it was back then and you know even to like when i was a kid like i learned on a 20 inch bike nowadays kids aren't even touching a 20 inch bike until they're about like 14 yeah. So it's it's kind of crazy to think of that, like you know, where 
the sport has become and the progression. And, you know, I'm glad that we're able to do that here at Horseshoe, helping the progression of the kids becoming to mountain bikers. Yeah, it's cool because with all like the new mountain bikes and all the new sizes and everything, it's like when I was younger, you know, like six, seven, eight around there is like you could pop your front wheel off the ground and you're considered the cool kid or you could ride down a curb. And now it's like you got these five year olds shooting off doubles and just flying. I'm like, OK, <laughs> it's like there's no time now to learn. Yeah. Just got to know it. Yeah, you can definitely get showed up by some little kids at a Horseshoe. <laughs> yep yeah i wish i started mountain biking earlier but i remember i had a small little like 20 inch mech blue bike and it was like and it was a really really solid kid bike kids bike it had great components and stuff on it like it obviously wasn't that much for like what it like compared to high-end mountain bikes that we ride now or people ride now but uh yeah when you're a kid you just like hit everything um you don't even think about your bike or, or how good it is and stuff like that so yeah it's great to see that yeah definitely if you learn some of that stuff when you're little you just never forget it and when you hit that no fear zone it's uh good when you learn things at that time mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so what are your guys's favorite trails at horseshoe what's your favorite one <sighs> See, here's my thing. I don't. <laughs> I just don't have a favorite one. Um, you know, because uh, you can't remember which one is trail <laughs> number. You know, the uh, the jumper in me, like the 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 inner slopes out kid in me, and everything. I love riding trail four just because I love you know doing tricks. Um, trail three to just go fast and you know the flow of it, and then trail eight. Yeah, it's just like kind of you know it's got wide open flowy has some jumps it's got some tight turns um so i don't know those are like my top three i just i can't ever pinpoint to one trail um so yeah those are like my my top three (laughs) mine are literally the same (laughs) i feel like those are like my top three like rotations the go-tos at least every time i ride i hit one of those (laughs) Yeah, I remember number three when we went there. I remember that was a super flowy trail. I liked how um, it that was definitely a, it was a well built it's a well built one. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> so um, who does all the trail building? What's what's that team looking like for the people that are building it? Uh, so I lead the builds. I um, you know, I I will go like when we rent the machines and everything. We look at the you know the trail look at what the layout will be of the trail where we see it going up down all that but then i also have a couple of my crew guys that are also mountain bikers that you know have their input as well because you know at the same time there's you know there might be where my vision is but and their vision also should be important as well because if it's just always going to be one person's opinion on it it just you know it will go the same way and you know they what my riding style is versus what your guys rallying style versus Hannah's like it's, you know, it's just opening up the the book of just seeing where we can go with each trail and make it as fun as possible here. And, you know, you know, you're going to get some sections like, Oh, okay. Like something I didn't even think about that somebody else didn't be like, Hey, let's do this. And, and it works even better. So, you know, always those considerations when you're looking at a trail building, it's like you, you focus on, 
you know, what, what style trail you're building, what color, um, and just go with the flow of it. Yeah. It's good that you take input from everyone because if one person just makes all the decision, all the trails will be the same. Uh, there won't be any, there won't be much differences between each trail. Yeah, no, that's, that's exactly it. And, you know, I learned that from a few years ago of, you know, um, you know, all these trails here, when Horseshoe had downhill here, I pretty much inherited all these trails that were ending, you know, halfway up the hill. And I'm like, okay, like, where, where do I go with this? And, you know, it's like me and two other guys at the time. And it's like, where do we go? And how do we do this? And um, how do we make Horseshoe on the map? People didn't even know Horseshoe had even downhill. Now it's like people know we have downhill. Yeah, you guys have definitely um, really grown in the last couple of years. I remember uh, Sebastian and I, we first found out about you guys um, at the 2020 bike show um, okay. when we went there and uh, we saw your booth and actually completely contrasting to Blue Mountain's booth where they were just trying to get us to buy their seasons pass. Um, you guys were very like talkative and nice and stuff like that. And like we, you left us with like a super good impression uh, of your place i remember talking about that when we made our video about it um so um a question for hannah like what's the uh, main marketing focus like, what's the main focus for the marketing team to promote yeah um it's i guess kind of hard to pick one main focus because we definitely have like we've talked about such a wide range um that's sort of our audience like you definitely have you're more hardcore bikers and then we're definitely a location where people that are completely new to biking can come and try it out. Um, so we probably kind of split things between those two categories and um, yeah, just focus on like the variety of riding um, for both, both of those kind of categories and uh, yeah, just kind of offering something for everybody. Mm -hmm. That's nice. That's yeah, that's pretty cool. Um, I know a lot of people were asking, now that you guys are the only lift access, will cost for a day pass going up or is it gonna be the same as it was last year? It will go up a little bit. Um, kind of naturally each year prices kind of go up as expenses go up for us. Um yeah. But as of right now, like we're not trying to make any like crazy jumps. Um, I think it's kind of nice that we're not at a ridiculous price point that people can come out and try it for a day. And we want to kind of keep that mindset going forward this year. Um, uh, so, yeah, it'll prices, I think, are going to go up a little bit, but just kind of covering as expenses go up. Yeah. Um, yeah, I remember seeing when we were looking into Horseshoe and stuff like that, like you guys, your seasons pass would be less than like a day at Blue. And like you could look at it, oh, well, you know, like Blue, they have the extra elevation. They've kind of got a bit more trails than you guys. Um, and most of the things that they have are things that you guys can't even really do anything about because you don't have, you can't really like add 100 meters onto the top of Horseshoe or anything like that to make it um bigger there's you're limited in the space you can work with but i think you guys have done a good job being able to use the space you have to really maximize it put in some solid downhill trails so you guys have definitely done a good job on that thanks 
Yeah, we, we don't have anywhere to go up, but we definitely still have lots of space to build across and squeeze some more trails in. Yeah. So how often do you guys ride at Horseshoe? Uh, <laughs> almost like every day in the summer. If, I, if oh, I, really? my bike is here, I, you know, first thing in the morning last year, like I said, last year, me going to that that full suspension bike i would actually go for like a coat from the ride in the morning before the guys got here at work just to get a little exercise into me and then you know after work maybe do a couple laps um if i wasn't off to down to the city or anything like that but you know just try to be on my bike almost every day is usually my main focus that sounds yeah. great <laughs> yeah i'm pretty much riding every day and Usually try to get out for a couple laps most days when I'm at work. Um, yeah, get some social media coverage is always a good excuse to get out and do a few laps on the trails during the day. <laughs> and uh, I'm lucky that I live pretty close. I just live up near the top of the hill, so I can always make my commute to work a uh, rip down Trail 8, which is kind of fun, too. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. Yeah, uh, it's like working the like a bike resort it's uh a it's pretty good. fun game like, you, know. <laughs> you go like, ahead Matt. you know you're around mountain biking what you love all day long sounds pretty cool yeah, yeah no um definitely working at resorts you know um it's it's great you know we're able to be passionate about what we love to do and be able that's our job and you know at the end of the day you you know, you look at it as a job, it's, it has the perks as well. So we're, if we're able to get out and do some laps at the end of the day after, you know, a busy day, you know, planning and everything or working on the trails, you know, able to just get out, do a few laps or even go for a nice little XC ride. It's, it's wonderful. Yeah. So are there any details you can give us on the new trails that are coming to Horseshoe? Um, yeah, the, the new one, um, it's going to be more of like a, another blue flow trail, um, you know, try to have a little bit of more jump, like some jumps, um, almost a little bit more open of an eight, um, with some switchbacks and everything like that. The, and then the, uh, other trail, uh, definitely going to try to figure out the black side of things with it. Um, you know, maybe it might get a little more hand built of a trail, not machine built, um, and then, you know, this, the additions to a couple of other trails, like trail nine, it's going to get a full rehaul top to bottom. If so, it's going to open it up as a good green trail. So we're going greens out in the open. It's going to be a machine built trail, but in the forest. So, you know, when, you know, dad's taking his little guys over, dad really likes riding seven or eight, but you know, little Bobby's not there yet. He can go ride trail nine and you know, you have fun time. They both meet up at the bottom at the same time. They're, you know, something that's going to be focused on everybody being able to have a good time and, you know, where dad will feel safe with their kids. Yeah. What would you say is the most important factor when you guys are planning or building a newest trail? What's like the number one thing you guys are thinking of? Actually, flow. Flow is like kind of one of the most key parts. You know, we don't, want to necessarily make it like super technical because you know we always could kind of go back and revisit a trail that's kind of one of the nice things here at horseshoe um the accessibility of where we can get in with a machine if we need to 
um, or just go do some changes. You know, the, the soil of this place actually makes it a little bit easier for us to be able to go do those changes and be able to work it if it's a, a hand dig. So it's like if we have to close the trail off for a day to make a more of an improvement after the fact that we've built a new trail and, you know, there might be, okay, this didn't fully work out. Let's go switch this up. We're able to do that where, you know, other places aren't able to do it as easy as where we are. Um, so you said, um, you're going to get that green trail, like, you know, so that little Bobby or whatever can go off. Now I noticed there's not too many, you have the big jump trails with the doubles and whatnot, and then you got trails with no jumps at all. Is there going to be something like in between that? Yeah, that's kind of where the new trail is. Um, yep. the blue one's going to kind of be so like. Trail three, you know, you got the the little rollers, you know, you can go fast and have fun on it. You know, we used it as a race trail and it it worked out amazing. Kids love, everybody can ride it nice and fast. They can ride it slow. They can have a great time on it. Um, you know, trail four was already kind of the feature trail that when I started here, it had some features on it. We've definitely improved it a lot from where it was um, three, right, let's go two years ago from where, two to three years ago where it was um you know we just keep adding to it to make it better um so the new blue trail will actually have a little bit more fun and flow as well to it, you know where they can kind of learn some jumps um but even that being said little ripper um i don't know if you guys were here when little ripper was built on the um the beginner hill like off of going green it's actually going to get rewritten into the, the forest a little bit and be able to have some little jumps, have some little drops so that they can learn. And that's going to be great for the the camp, for the lessons, you know, where we can bring people over there and show them the ropes of how to take a jump and how to take a drop and be able to do those things. Oh, it's very cool. Yeah, because I noticed it's going to be cool to have that like in-between trail because I'm not much of a jumper. I'm more of a technical rider. So some of those doubles, it's like I won't even go and try and clear it because I'm like, mm, no, this isn't my type of riding. <laughs> You know, it'd be cool to have something like, you know, in between that, you know, you can work on the jumping, learn the fundam fundamentals of jumping, and then be able to just fully just gap those. That's the goal for next summer. Well, this summer. Gap some of those yeah. on that one trail. Yeah. So, Hannah, if yeah. I were to ask you to, uh, if for those viewers that may not actually know about Horseshoe, if they don't, um, how can you sell Horseshoe for to get them to go to Horseshoe in like a couple sentences? <laughs> All right. Like well, a job interview. Yeah. <laughs> well, um, I think this year we're bringing lots of cool new things. Um, so we've got a bit of everything. Like we got our race series coming, new trails. Um, like Matt said already, like progressions for each level, um, extended hours. And I think, uh, kind of just a good vibe at Horseshoe with the patio being right there that whether you're a parent and a kid, you can hang out on the patio and see your kid doing laps or, you know, you and your buddies can grab a beer after and then head out and hit the trails again. So 
I think uh, there's just a good community vibe at Horseshoe, which is, uh, I think, has brought a lot of people over there. Yeah. And it's really nice to have the... Oh, go ahead, Alex. Uh, yeah, so you mentioned the races. I actually forgot about that. How, do the, how does the racing work at Horseshoe? Yeah, so last year was kind of our first year introducing the racing. Um, after we figured, again, in a pandemic, which seems like a bit of a weird year to start, but <laughs> um, after we dialed in our sort of daily operations, uh, we kind of were like, all right, what else can we do within these guidelines? And uh, luckily, downhill racing was fairly COVID-friendly with the individual start. So we, yeah, started off the weekly series this year or last year, and um, it just went so much better than we ever expected. I don't think we pictured seeing uh, the numbers we did. The first week, I think we had 60-something riders, and we were probably picturing like maybe 30, 40. And then by the second week, we had to actually put a cap on it because we were getting so many people. Um, but yeah, it was just like a pretty chill race series. Um, just like a good community event where anybody could come out and get a bit of that racing experience in a weird season. So we're uh, bringing it back again this year, um, which will be really sweet. What day so are those hold on, held on? Uh, so we're going to run Wednesdays again. Are there any requirements to join the racing or like what's the cost associated with it? Last year, what did we do, Matt? I think it was $25 for an entry. We did. Yeah. Yeah, yeah 25 so for can, the entry. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, you can either do just like show up and race like one night of the series. Um, you can do as many as you want, or we had a full series registration as well. And um, yeah, it was best of two runs. And we mixed up the courses each week. So I think we're going to do something similar again this year. Um, yeah, just kind of getting a variety of all the horseshoe trails. That's really That's cool. That's cool. Might have to head out there for a race, Alex. Yeah, see yeah. the fastest uh, presenter. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> you got more experience on your new bike. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Yeah. All right. Well, I think this is a decent place to start wrapping it up. If uh, you guys are all good with that. Um, yeah. Thank you guys so much for coming on. We really enjoyed uh, talking to you guys. You guys, uh, you guys got a good thing going on at Horseshoe. And I think you guys are only going to grow even more than last year, uh, this year. So it'd be cool to see you guys. Um, I'm going to be looking out to see those new trail names. Uh, so I don't have to do the whole one nine thing to try to remember what a trails I like. So yeah. brainstorming. <laughs> but other than that, uh, uh, we really enjoyed having you guys on. So thank you so much, Horseshoe, for coming on. Uh, to our viewers, thank you so much for watching. Um, you can catch these podcasts. You can listen to them on all listening po uh, platforms down in the description. Join our Discord. That will also be down in our description as well as the link to the Horseshoe website. Um, I think your early bird pricing's over, right? For the season's passes? Yeah. 
Yes. But uh, you so but you can still get a normal price seasons paths, and uh, it's still pretty. I think it's still a pretty uh, decent price to be able to just go there whenever you want and have full access. So I think that's pretty good. So follow us on Instagram if you haven't already. Uh, like the video, subscribe if you haven't. Comment down below when you guys are gonna go to Horseshoe and uh, what you think of it. And we'll see you guys next time. Thank you so much for watching. See ya.